This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. On this day in 1998, Ira Einhorn was arrested for the murder of his ex-girlfriend, Helen Holly Maddox. The arrest came 19 years after her shocking death and 16 years after Einhorn posted bail for the crime and fled to Europe. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the arrest of Ira Einhorn, the man known as the Unicorn Killer. Let's go back to the morning of September 22nd, 1998. Odette stood at the back of the crowd, craning her neck to see over the heads of the reporters and camera operators surrounding the rustic two-story cottage. There were now five or six French police officers standing around the entrance, looking grim and serious in their tall black caps. They didn't seem to be in much of a hurry. Odette wondered what they were waiting for. A lattice window directly above the front door swung open, and a slender, strawberry blonde woman leaned out to shout at the police officers. The short, mustached officer at the front looked around in surprise before realizing where the voice was coming from. Stepping back and holding aside the sheet of vines that draped over the entryway, he began to converse with the woman. After a moment, she withdrew back into the house. Her name was Annika Flodine, and she was the unicorn's wife. Odette had seen them in the village from time to time, back when Annika's husband was living under the name Eugène Malan. They'd been frequent customers at the bistro where Odette worked. At the time, Odette had found Eugène Malan charming, brilliant even. He talked endlessly to whoever would listen about the environment, computers, politics. He seemed to be an expert on everything. More than once, Odette had traded sections with a coworker so that she could wait on him. She remembered how excited she had felt just to hear him speak. Then she had learned who he really was. Not Eugène Malan, but Ira Einhorn, the man they called the Unicorn Killer. His victim, Holly Maddox, had been 30 years old, slender and blonde. Her picture circulating in the papers reminded Odette of herself. The thought made her skin crawl. In the killer's cottage, Annika disappeared from the window. A minute later, the front door opened slightly. 
Odette caught a glimpse of the woman's ashen face as she held the door open just enough for the officers and a pair of gray-suited lawyers to slip inside. Odette stood on her tiptoes, eager for the moment when he emerged. That was why she had to come today. She wanted to be here when they took him away, to know that he was gone for good. It was the only way she would ever feel safe in her own hometown. The door swung open again. Odette glimpsed the police officers emerging. Then the reporters surged forward, blocking her view entirely. They swarmed around the police, shouting questions in English and French. Odette tried to push her way to the front to no avail. Then for a brief moment, the crowd separated and Odette saw him, Ira Einhorn. He was dressed in a loose-fitting white shirt and slacks that matched his cropped white hair. A large white bandage was wrapped around his neck, covering the gaping wound in his throat. He had cut himself a few days ago upon learning that he was finally going to be extradited to the United States. Odette scowled at the sight of the bandage. While the suicide attempt had failed, she couldn't believe how close the killer had come to escaping justice again. It was enough of an indignity that France had allowed him to live as a free man for over a year, knowing full well what he had done. How he had bashed that poor woman's brains in. How he had kept her remains in his apartment for almost two years. As far as Odette was concerned, he had made her entire country a laughingstock. She watched as the white-haired man ducked into the police car. As the door shut behind him, she felt a rush of satisfaction. At long last, Ira Einhorn would finally return to the United States. He would finally stand trial for his crimes and be forced to face the family of Holly Maddox. Justice had taken nearly two decades too long, but it had gotten there in the end. Coming up, we'll hear more about the murder of Holly Maddox and Ira Einhorn's long struggle to escape justice. Hey listeners, I want to take a quick moment to introduce you to the newest ParCast original on the block. It's called Incredible Feats, and it's a short weekday show hosted by comedian Dan Cummins. Every weekday, Dan shares a true account of physical strength, mental focus, or genuine bizarre behavior, going behind the scenes and into the achievements of world-class athletes like Dean Carnassus, who once ran for nearly 81 hours without stopping, and performance artists like Lucky Diamond Rich, who boasts layers of tattoos in the most unlikely places, and even everyday people thrown into extraordinary circumstances, like Juliana Kopka, who was forced to survive alone in a rainforest for 11 days. Incredible Feats is offbeat entertainment that's sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, and always surprising. New episodes air daily, Monday through Friday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. 
With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On September 22nd, 1998, 58-year-old Ira Einhorn was arrested in southern France after evading authorities for 17 years. But long before he was known for the murder of Holly Maddox, Einhorn was notorious in Philadelphia. During the 1960s and 70s, he was a prominent member of the city's counterculture and anti-war movements, and frequently known as its head hippie. He rubbed elbows with social activist icons like Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin, had friends in the city's wealthiest circles, and lectured at the University of Pennsylvania and Harvard. While not an expert in any particular subject, Ira Einhorn had a gift for captivating an audience with speeches on everything, from the environment to computer science. Ira was even the master of ceremonies at the first-ever Earth Day event at Fairmont Park, Philadelphia, on April 22, 1970. He later claimed responsibility for launching the event, though this has been widely disputed by Earth Day organizers. He surrounded himself with adoring fans and followers, and called himself the Unicorn, the English translation of his German last name. Ira Einhorn loved his privileged position as a counterculture guru almost as much as he loved himself. But he lost it all on March 28, 1979. That day, a team of Philadelphia police officers raided his dingy apartment, looking for evidence related to the disappearance of his 30-year-old former girlfriend, Holly Maddox. Shortly after their breakup, Holly had visited Ira's apartment to collect her things. She was never seen again. When Ira was questioned, he told police that she went to the grocery store to pick up some sprouts and tofu and had not returned. 18 months later, Ira's downstairs neighbors reported a foul-smelling red-brown liquid seeping through their ceiling. The police obtained a warrant and raided Ira's apartment. After breaking open a padlocked closet, they found a steamer trunk. It was filled with wadded up newspapers, packing peanuts, and the partially mummified corpse of Holly Maddox. Holly's skull had been bashed in in several places, and her jaw had been shattered. Ira had beaten her to death, then left her rotting in his closet for 18 months. Despite the damning evidence, Ira Einhorn maintained his innocence. He insisted that either the CIA or the KGB had killed Holly. They were trying to keep him from spilling secrets about their research into the paranormal and psychic weaponry. But Ira's attorneys must have convinced him that the conspiracy theories weren't going to impress a jury. In 1981, mere days before the trial was set to begin, Ira skipped bail and vanished. For the next 16 years, the Philadelphia District Attorney's fugitive and extradition chief, Richard Di Benedetto, hunted the unicorn. 
he believed that Ira was living somewhere in Europe and that he was involved with a Swedish woman named Annika Flodin. Unfortunately, Annika's family refused to say where their daughter was living, and Interpol was hesitant to intervene. In 1997, Di Benedetto finally caught the unicorn. In a stroke of luck, he got a hold of Annika's social security number and tracked her to the town of Champagne-Mouton in southern France. French police raided her home and found Ira Einhorn asleep and naked in her bed. He'd been living in the town for years under the name Eugène Malone. But the odyssey of Ira Einhorn was not over yet. French law dictated that a prisoner could not be extradited to countries where they would not receive a fair trial. Ira's attorneys seized on the fact that he'd been convicted by a Philadelphia court in absentia in 1993. The French did not recognize trials where the accused could not defend themselves in person. Ira was released from custody again and allowed to return to his home in Champagne-Mouton, though the government maintained a close watch on him and his wife. For the next year, Holly Maddox's family and the city of Philadelphia worked to find a compromise with the French government that would make Ira's extradition possible. In 1998, Pennsylvania passed a bill called the Einhorn Law, which gave Ira the right to request a new trial. Ira was arrested for the third and final time on September 22, 1998. But Ira's attorneys still had a few tricks up their sleeves. By challenging the Einhorn Law as unconstitutional, they managed to prevent his extradition another three years, until July 20, 2001. It wasn't until the following October that he was finally convicted of the murder of Holly Maddox and sentenced to life without parole. Today, Ira Einhorn is often referenced to illustrate the differences between American and European courts and the legal avenues available to criminals on the run from the law. Ira lived in Europe for 23 years after Holly's murder, the majority of which was spent enjoying an idyllic life in southern France. Today, he is incarcerated at the Laurel Highlands Minimum Security Prison in Pennsylvania, where he's expected to serve the remainder of his life sentence. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories on killers and the investigations that hunt them down, check out ParCast Original, Solved Murders. Today in True Crime is a ParCast Original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast Originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast Originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime.
Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Aaron Larson. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Andrew Kelleher, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hey, Parcasters, don't forget to check out the brand new Spotify original from Parcast, Incredible Feats. Join host Dan Cummins as he explores true accounts of weird, wonderful, and all-out wild achievements. New episodes premiere daily Monday through Friday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.